0: you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to welcome you back to the Promise of Our Father podcast. We're going to continue where we left off at in the last episode, which is Series 2, Episode 4. And we're going to continue from that point. And we want to thank God for blessing the Spiritual Cuts Ministry throughout the world and our Spiritual Cuts leaders that we have that participate in spreading the gospel of the kingdom of God through the word of eternal life that God blessed us with. And we just want to thank you and ask that you continue to pray for us as a ministry, and as we continue to grow by leaps and bounds. And without further ado, we're going to come from out of John chapter 20, verse 19. John chapter 20, verse 19. Amen. Then the same day at the evening, begin being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples was assembled, for the fear of the Jews, Christ came and stood in, the mist and said to them, Peace be with you. How, my brothers, where the doors were shut. Verse 20, John 20, 20, When Christ had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples was glad when they saw the Lord. So Christ said to them again, Peace be unto you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And in verse 22, he says, And he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. My brothers and sisters, we've been talking about as the Father has sent me, I also send you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you and I just want to continue from where I left off in the last episode of the podcast and God been blessing us. And in the last two episodes with God all in our steps and with the teaching of Christ, we unfold and unravel many in infallible proofs of Christ in the body of Jesus coming through the six inch doors that were shut after being raised from the dead after three days, and, huh? through the revelation knowledge of God and the revelation knowledge of Christ, we, in fact, discussed that Christ was teaching us in Matthew thirteen eleven and in Matthew four eleven from the parable of the seed, that it is for us and it is for you. If you are listening right now, it is for you to know. Huh? I want you to know it is for you to know and have the knowledge and the revelation of the mystery of the kingdom of God. It is a prerequisite and a requirement for us to have the revelation knowledge of the kingdom of God in order for us or in order for you and in order for I whether it's us, you or I, to inherit the kingdom of God, we found out through scriptures in 1 Corinthians 15:15, 15, 15, we couldn't inherit the kingdom of God through flesh and blood. We also discuss that in Matthew 6, that we must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he will add all these things to us. And we read in Luke 9, 25 through 32, what exactly was the kingdom of God and when and how through the transfiguration of the body of Jesus through the spirit of Christ by the power of God, how the kingdom of God was manifested and allowed for his disciples, Peter, James, and John to witness his glory, which is in essence uh, is the kingdom of God. So now we know that we should be seeking first and what we should be seeking first for our long wit we must also at the same time seek first the righteousness of God we learn through scriptures what was the righteousness of God so if matthew 633 says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness these two has to go together in order for them to have what he wants to add to us in the body so we must at the same time seek first the righteousness as well as the kingdom of God and we learn through and through scriptures that in Proverbs 12:28 and Proverbs 21:21 21, 21, that in the way of righteousness is eternal life and in the pathway there is no death and if we are or we follow after righteousness in Proverbs 20:21 20, we will find eternal life we will find honor, we will find the mercies of God. Now, since we have been revealed through the revelation knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God in his glory and has promised us eternal life through his righteousness, and he wanted to add the bodies that came through the six-inch doors that were shut to us, that he created and made on the sixth thing in his own image and his own likeness and after his making and creating, creating us in his own image as a male and a female through his spirit and he rested. On the seventh day, my brothers and sisters, I get excited when I begin to speak on the knowledge and the understanding that God has revealed himself in these last dispensation of time, in these last days that God is revealing himself to the saints. Huh? So after he came through the six-inch doors in his own image that he created and created himself in, in Genesis 1, 26, uh, then we also found out that Christ was teaching his disciples. Huh? Once you come into the revelation knowledge of the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he began to teach his disciples that the kingdom of God does not come with observation or the act of instance or noticing or perceiving something. But the kingdom of God is within you, huh? We find that in Luke 17, 20, verse 20 and 21. After that was taught to his disciples, he manifests the kingdom of God through the bread of God being within us, uh, huh? Being within us after he was resurrected on the third day to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus near Jerusalem. My brothers and sisters, I want to break this down to you in such a way where by the time you can finish understanding what God is doing, we're going to understand that God has been blessing us over 2,000 plus years But it's been received As if it was not a blessing Because we have received it In the spirit of error In 1 John chapter 4 Verse 6 It says that huh, That you know That there's the spirit of truth And the spirit of error The Antichrist teaches about See you can be a part of Christ And still be against Christ See we never was taught like that So you can teach the spirit of Jesus And the spirit of Christ and of these things of the scriptures about god and still be against god in christ and not have the scriptures god was teaching through his son christ so therefore if you were not if you are not teaching these principles which is the first oracles of the principles of God which is by the way in Genesis 3 22 he says that this is the first principles of the oracle of God that they have come and being like one of us came into the knowledge of good and evil that they may eat from the tree of eternal life and live forever again which is the first principles of the oracle of God. So God wants us to understand that Christ is teaching us something that God wants us to know. But if you have not so learned Christ uh, out of Ephesians 4.20, he said, if you have not so learned Christ as the truth is in Jesus and in Ephesians 4.20, he said that you would not know all these things pertaining to what I promised you as your father my brothers and sisters let's kind of rehash a little bit and chop it up because I wanna I want to pick up where I left off in, pod, in podcast podcast and the last podcast on the last episode of the podcast huh where we said huh and God raised them from the dead hmm? and God raised them from the dead god So when you realize when God raised him from the dead, God raised Jesus and God raised Christ in one body from the dead to quicken your spirit or to give life to your spirit or to give life to the mortal flesh so that you can have the body of God through the spirit and the life of Christ. Hey, glory, that was in the body of Jesus. So now let's rehash and continue, my brothers and sisters. In Leviticus 1711, we found out earlier as we was teaching through the other few podcasts that we have out there. So my brothers, if you have not heard or listened to the other podcasts, you got to go through them. Because there's some knowledge and some revelation, things that you may have never heard in your life before, being revealed through the man the manifestation of God's glory through the promise of our Father podcast. We on the brink of revealing God in such a way, excuse me for a minute. We on the brink of revealing God's word <clears throat> in such a way, my brothers and sisters if you are willing to step out into the deep and step out from where you're at and to remove yourself from what you're being taught and being taught and remove yourself into a place where God wants to teach you through his son Christ, you would be amazed at the things God would reveal through, reveal to you through the promise of our Father podcast. So let's continue. In Leviticus 17, 11, we read, and God has given it, <laughs> Excuse me. We read in 17 11 that the life of the flesh is in the the life of the the life of the blood is in the flesh. And God has given it to us upon the altar to make an atonement for our souls. For we are taught that it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul (laughs) excuse me my brothers and sisters in 1st John chapter 5 verse 5 through 6 who is he or she who overcomes the world let me say that again who is he or she who overcomes the people but he or she who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So something has to make Jesus the Son of God through what we understand about Jesus being the Christ. So this is he in verse 1 John chapter 5, verse 6. This is he who Jesus that came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by water only, But by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that bear witness of the water and the blood. Because the Spirit is true. Then we found out where the the water and blood came from in John chapter 19, verse 33 34. The water and blood gushed from out of the dead body of Jesus as the Lamb of God that was on the cross. Let's go to John chapter 19 and find out how it actually happened. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, we're talking about the Roman soldiers, and when they came to Jesus and saw that they didn't come to Christ, when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, They did not break his legs, but one of the Roman soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately and effectively, blood and water came from out, gushed out of his side. Now we have used the scriptures and the teaching of Christ to open up our understanding that we may comprehend the scriptures through the teaching of Christ because we are all taught by God, our Father, and Christ is our teachers. And you can find that in John chapter 6, 45, and you can find that in Matthew 23, 8. See, I repeat these scriptures because we are doing a new thing. That God says, show them the scriptures that they may think they, have eternal life. John 6, so John 6, John 5, excuse me, verse 39 and 40 says, search the scriptures that you may think you have eternal life. My brothers, I found out before you can believe in eternal life, you have to think you have eternal life. And if you think eternal life is after you die, you already have eternal life backwards. Hmm? Because if eternal means never ending and forever, and it means what it says, and if death means to this to be to cease and not exist anymore, or to be without breath, but eternal life means to be breathed into in the breath of life, the breath of God, as Christ breathed on them when he came through the doors that were shut. And he said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit of God. So if eternal life. Because after you die, in vain we are teaching the word of God right now. My brothers and sisters, that is the resurrected life. But eternal life is when those who believe in the glory of God and have the comprehension of the spirit of the teaching of God in Christ. This is when eternal life is revealed to the people of God. So go to Matthew six forty five. Excuse me. Go to Matthew twenty three eight, uh, and go to John six forty five. So let us continue, continue searching the Scripture. So if you think you have eternal life, uh, he says, these are they that testify of me. So let me continue testifying of the Spirit of Christ, because there are they, there are those out there who will not come to Christ that they may have eternal life. Now I didn't not say you didn't come to jesus but you didn't come to christ even jesus had to come to christ to have eternal life the baptism of christ was when christ came to jesus and when jesus came to christ because he prayed for the spirit of him and the promise of my father to come upon him so until you as a group of people come to christ her glory through the baptism of Jesus' body. You by no, you by any means, by any means, you shall not receive the glory of God. So let us continue searching the scriptures, so we may know that we have eternal life, and that we will continue testifying of Christ through His teaching. My brothers, in Luke chapter twenty-four verse thirty six forty five 45 give us the same account i just read in john chapter 20 verse 19 19 through 22 but now i need you to pay attention and listen to what is about to be saying now i'm still rehashing my brothers and sisters we still got some ways to go to get to the place where we're gonna get into where i left off this is where i left off left off but i'm leaving off what i left off so i can bring back what i left in so now let's continue where I left off, so we can get into what I'm left in, Gee, glory. which is the Spirit of Christ. This gives us account in Luke chapter twenty-four, verse thirty-six, forty-five, the account where Christ has presented Himself to the disciples as a new man from the blood of Himself and the water and the blood of Jesus in one new body. And he said to his disciples in Luke chapter 24, verse 36, he says, why are you troubled? And why do, why do you have doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and look at my side and look at my feet. It is I myself. Touch me, handle me, see for yourself. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And Christ showed his disciples, and he told his disciples to touch him and handle him after he appeared to them through the six-inch doors that were shut. And then he... Huh? Had his disciples to bar or braw him or fry him. (laughs) I like to say, to fry him or braw him some catfish. Huh? And then he said, I need some honeycomb too. I need some as well. to present that to me. He says, I need to eat this in your presence so I can present to you who I am in my body. A flesh and bones does not, a spirit does not have flesh and bones. As you see me have. Hey, he came through the sickest door, doors that were shut. He says, as I send you, my God, as the Father has sent me, I send you. What type of body was Christ operating from out of? And when did and how did this body came into this form? in order for it to go through the six inch doors that was shut. Also early in our teaching we learned through scriptures in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse thirty eight through forty, he says, But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. So the seed of Christ has now the body of God that came through the six-inch doors that was shut. So we are learning how this experience took place because we need to know about the baptism and the death and the burial of Christ Jesus. We need to learn and understand that you cannot have eternal life just through the confession of your mouth and believing in your heart that the Lord Jesus was raised from the dead. You need to understand the process what Jesus went through to get to where God God got him at as Jesus who is now the son of God. But the Because before, Jesus was only the son of Mary and the son of man, although he was conceived by the Holy Spirit of God, the word that was made flesh. Let me enlighten you, my brothers and sisters who was out there listening. Don't you know, although my father carried the seed of me and hit the, moon, the womb of my mom, Mary. Let me tell you something, huh? He was conceived with the word and he was conceived with the Holy Spirit of God, huh? As a seed, because God given a seed to each individual, a seed as he pleased, because the seed that God gave my daddy was the seed of a male that he, shipped, that he formed or that he created and made in his image and in his own likeness in the beginning in Genesis 1:26. When my sister was conceived in my mother's womb by my daddy. She was conceived in the image of God as a female that God created and made on the sixth day. Her glory. On the sixth day, my brother, she was conceived in the womb of my mother as a female. And I was conceived as a male. Why? Because God created his spirit in the image of a male and a female and put it in his two sons and made one son out of the two. Hold up, and he made the three bodies out of the one. Christ made the two bodies and the two bloods from out of the one blood to make one body and present it to God. But God said, I want you to know why you have eternal life. My brothers and sisters, if this don't enlighten you to make you even think you have eternal life— you need to cut this message off because I ain't even got into where we are going, my brothers and sisters. So just hold up and uh, uh, wait a minute. God is all in it. So all flesh. Let me continue reading from out of uh first Corinthians fifteen, verse thirty-eight. But God gives the body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. Verse 39, all flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of man. There is one kind of flesh of a woman. There is another kind of flesh of an animal. There is another kind of flesh of a fish, There is another kind of flesh of birds. In verse 40 it says, there are a celestial bodies, And there are terrestrial by. But the glory of the celestial is one. And the glory of the terrestrial is another. Man, this is so heavy. Let me continue where we are going. Now we see that all flesh is not the same flesh, and there is one kind of flesh of men and women. There's one kind of flesh of animals. There's one kind of flesh of birds, and there's one kind of flesh of fish. Huh? And that there is a celestial body and a terrestrial body that is possessed with glory. So my brothers and sisters, I want you to know the scriptures is letting us know that the body of the flesh of Christ was in the tomb for three days and the water and the blood was in the tomb for three days. But my brothers, I want you to know when it came from out of the tomb after three days, he says, touch my body to prove that he had flesh and bone." He says, touch my body and let you know that I have the breath of God, the terrestrial and the celestial that God created me from out of in Genesis one one and Genesis 26 and 27 on the sixth day and on the sixth seventh day God said, my work is finished and I can rest now. But I want you to realize on the seventh day while God was resting, God took his son Christ that he made a body without hands out of his son out of his son the Holy Spirit and the body that he made from from the celestial, from the terrestrial which is the heavenly. Man, I'm explaining this because I went through this before and I want you to know So the that made the body that was from the dust of the ground was the body of God as Christ and in the body of the Holy Spirit because he used the Holy Spirit that he made flesh back in Genesis 1-1 when God created the heavens and the earth so now watch this here and in John 1-14 and in John 1-1 when the word was made flesh watch what happened it came in tabernacle among us but this time the word that was made was the holy spirit before it was named jesus that was made flesh so when god created in His image and made in his image on the sixth day in genesis 1:26, when he made this body my brothers and sisters he made the body from out of the holy spirit because he says let us make man in our own image let us uh, make man uh, in the image of God as a male and female. So when God made man, he took the Holy Spirit and he took some of the earth that he created and he formed the Holy Spirit out of a man. And then he took the heavenless uh, where he created his son Christ and he took it and breathed into the body eh, glory, the body of the Holy Spirit and then he created out of his old spirit in Genesis 1:27, 27 as, as a male and a female and he created him, them, God and he, breathed, and he breathed God in the image what he made on the sixth day from Christ and the Holy Spirit and he rested. And then Christ took that and breathed it into the body that was made from the dust of the ground. Oh, my brothers, I don't know how I got to that point, but I'm telling you that there are a celestial bodies that is possessed in glory and there are terrestrial bodies that is possessed in glory as well. Through the scriptures, we know that the body of the flesh of Christ was in the tomb for three days and the water was in the blood was in the tomb for three days. And the body of Jesus, who Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus prepared for the new tomb along with the Holy Spirit, huh, that was the word in the beginning that God may become flesh through the conception of Mary was there too. Remember in Luke 23, 46, when Jesus committed his spirit or when Jesus committed the Holy Spirit or when Jesus committed the word that became flesh in John 1, 14, back to God, he was Actually, returning the word that became flesh or the Holy Spirit that God used to conceive the child Jesus in Mary. He was returning the Holy Spirit back to God when he committed his spirit back to his father. Oh, my brothers, I want to show you in the scriptures. Hold on. I have to give you this hymn. I want to show you in the scriptures uh, where God said in Genesis. Excuse me, in Jeremiah, when Christ, when Jesus in John, and when Jesus in Luke. Let me fi- let me fix this up, my brothers, because you got to hear this hymn. Watch this hymn in Luke twenty-seven. When Jesus cried out with a loud voice and said, "My God, my God." Why have you forsaken me? This was when Christ left the body of Jesus on the cross and went to prepare a place in the new tomb. While waiting for the body of Jesus that Joseph of Amathea and Nicodemus is preparing. Now, we realize when he cried out and committed his spirit back to God, that was a different entity of who God was in the body as the Lamb of God of Jesus. Now, when he committed his spirit back into God's hand, it was a picture of Christ. It was a picture of Jesus committing the word back into God, and it was more. So now the word that was marked that he committed back into God's hand, it is in the hands of God. And when he was talking to the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 18, verse 1 through 6, I'm going to see if I can chat this up a little bit. But I want you to understand that the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my my words. So whatever Jeremiah is about to hear, it came and it was operated from out of God's word. So God worked with the Jeremiah and Jeremiah had to meet the word at the potter's house. Now you got to realize that the potter house is the house of God, but the God of the house is the one that's committing Jeremiah or commanding Jeremiah to go to the house. So therefore, and furthermore, God is in charge of his word and what he's about to do. And then I went down to the potter's house, said Jeremiah, and there I was making something at the wheel. Huh? There he was, excuse me, let me read that again. Then I went down to the potter's house and there God was, who was the Lord, there God was making something at the wheel. Mm. And verse 4 in Jeremiah 18, and the vessel that he made of clay, hold up. Then we just see, he says, touch me. A spirit does not have flesh and bones. A spirit does not have clay, like you see out here. And he said, and he made, and the vessel that he made of clay was more in the hands of the potter glory, So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. Hold up. So if he made it again, another, out of the same vessel, this was the same vessel that was mourned in the hand of God when Jesus committed his spirit back into the hands of God. He said, Father, in Luke chapter 24, I want you to realize this, my brothers and sisters. He got to understand that when he committed his spirit back to God, glory. You got to understand what Christ was doing in Luke 23 verse 46 when Jesus committed his spirit back to God because Christ is in the tomb already when he says my God, my God why have you forsaken me? He says my brother, my brother I am my brother's keeper I'm going to prepare a place for you my brother just hold on and a little while, I'm going to come back again for you. So now my brothers and sisters, oh, I'm still in the intro of this message, my brother. I don't even know how I'm going to get out of this, but I got to get into it so I can get out of it. So let's continue. So when he says, Father, I commit my back into your hands, he was committing the maud of the word that God had Jeremiah giving us an illustration. He was in the house of God because God is the God of the house that the word was marred in his hands in. So God took Jeremiah to give us a picture that he can take the same vessel and make it again another Yee, glory of oh, same vessel. That's why I'm so excited about living forever and not dying. And knowing that tomorrow is promised. I want you to know, brother, he's taking the same vessel. and hey, glory. Oh, God. And making it again another as it seemed good to the power. So now let me slow down because he's preparing you and I to understand my brothers and sisters and what he is doing in the word of God so that me and you can understand what the word of God is doing in our body. So when Jesus committed his spirit back to God, and the word of God cannot, 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 uh, uh, cannot perish. The word of God cannot die because it's God. So he committed back to what was God, back to him that was God, because God is eternal life. So now you got Jesus on the cross as the lamb, but now you got the Holy Spirit or the Word that was in the beginning with God and the Word that was God, they are in the tomb. So the tomb that was in the tomb was the Spirit of God that he made in Genesis 1, and 27. The Spirit of God that he made out of the body of the Holy Spirit from the earth that he created in Genesis 1, 1. And the body that he breathed into the body that he made from the earth, from out of the Holy Spirit, that he breathed from the Holy Spirit, that he breathed into the body that was made from the earth, these two bodies are now in the tomb. And they're performing a ceremonial act so that we can understand how how Genesis actually started when God created man in his own image. And in the image of man, God created him, them, male and female. And that was on the sixth day. Hey, glory. So I want you to know the first day of the week was the same day that God rested when he finished making what he made on the sixth day that that he's making now on the first day of the week. So, my brothers and sisters, now we have the spirit of the flesh and the body of Christ and the flesh and the body of the Holy Spirit in the new tomb. So, when he's over there preparing a place, he's in the tomb waiting on all these things. So, the Holy Spirit that God created in the beginning and the Spirit of Christ that God created and made in the beginning from the heavens and the earth, from out of Genesis 1-1, is now in the tomb, giving us the same picture that God gave us in the beginning. And I told you when we first started this message that there was things that are going to be revealed that may not resonate with you because there are things that God is revealing as we are speaking. So God is letting you and I understand that he is real because God is spirit. And the spirit that God is, has flesh and bones. And the spirit that God is, has blood. But the spirit of God is, has flesh and bones, but we found out all flesh is not the same flesh, but there's a different flesh of men and women, and there's a different flesh of animal, birds, and, 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 and fish. But God give it a body as a seed as he did in Genesis 1.1, Genesis verse 11, he says every seed that he produced, produces after its kind. So in Genesis 1.1 or Genesis 11, God says the seed that I'm giving my sons is the seed that I produced after my kind in Genesis 1.26 and 27 from out of Genesis 1.1 and on Genesis 26 and 27, he He rested on the seventh day after he made and created what he did out of the body of himself through the word and the word that was with God, who is Christ, and the Holy Spirit that was with God in the beginning, in Genesis, from out of Genesis 1.1. So now we got these bodies fitting to do something miraculous in the tomb. Now we have the spirit of the flesh of the body of Christ and the flesh and the body of the Holy Spirit in the new tomb for Jesus' body, waiting for Jesus' body. You hear me? Along with the water and the blood that was spilled from the side of Jesus' body on the cross. Now the resurrection process from the dead in the new tomb is in the is in progress. Come on. You know for thousand for two thousand years plus we have been cheated out of our reward. You hear what I'm saying? We have been cheated out of our gift. And the gift of God, which is our reward, is eternal life. In, John, in Romans 6, 26, 23, if the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life, them two can't tie in each other and be the same once you die after it is a gift. Because you can no longer hold on to a gift if you dead. But if you are alive and you remain until he come back for his body, which is the church, which is the body of the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ, which is the body of God as the promise of my father in Luke in Luke 24, 49, I will send the promise of my father upon you and you shall be endowed with the glory of God in power. The Of his resurrection, my brothers and sisters, he's telling me to let you know until you understand this process. Come on. You gotta be kidding me. You got to come on. The gift of God cannot be the same as the wages of God and call it eternal life. Brothers, I hope I'm praying. I'm hoping and I'm hoping and praying that I'm breaking down the walls of separation. Huh? Because I know over my lifetime, spiritual, spiritual church leaders, even my mothers and our mothers and our fathers and bishops and apostles and prophets and pastors and preachers and teachers has lacked the knowledge and understanding of the body of Jesus Christ being raised from the dead on the third day. And he came through the six-inch doors that were shut. But God who raised Christ from the dead. But God who raised Jesus from the dead. But God who raised Christ from the dead will also quicken and give to you, and also quicken and give to me eternal life to our uh, to our mortal bodies through the Spirit of God who dwells in us, After the Spirit of Him and the. Spirit of God dwells in you. God is doing something through the promise of our Father that you are endowed with through the glory of the Spirit of God that Christ promised. I will send the promise of my Father upon you and you shall be endowed with power. If you have this Spirit, you have this power. If you have this Spirit of God in you, you have this glory. If you have this Spirit, Spirit, you have this power of God that has power over death. So therefore and furthermore, death has no more power over you if you have the power of the Spirit of God that raised Jesus. Death has no more power over you if you have the Spirit of God that God blessed us and God raised you that the Spirit of God dwells in you, that he raised Christ from the dead. Death has no more power over you, brothers and sisters. So stop giving death celebration by saying we all have to die. Tomorrow's not promised, and we are not going back. Uh, we are we're not going to be here forever. What if you change that and say that I am not going to die and declare the works of the God? Tomorrow is promise, huh? And I'm going to live forever and not die and declare the works of the God. And I want you to know that I am going to be here forever. What if we change our language? What if we change, my brothers and sisters, the way we believe and think about God? But God raised him. From the dead. My brother, I'm going to end this here right here because I'm going to continue. So you got to be ready. I'm going to get right back into the next episode. So be ready and be ready and be ready. This is Pastor D coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. If you want to get to uh, reach our hotline, you can reach the hotline at 678 764. One, six, one, four. You can reach our hotline at 678-764-1614. You can reach us at p-a-s-t-o-r-d-w at yahoo.com, P a s t o r dw at yahoo.com my brothers and sisters you can go on amazon uh i have produced a book out there for the promise of our father huh? and who has believed in our report you need to purchase that book it's right there on amazon books are noble wherever you want to look at and find it you find it but i know for sure it's on amazon so you search it and you find it and it's ties into what we've been teaching god wants to bless his people in these latter days and God says, if I do a work, huh? if I did a work in your days, and even if they told you, he says, you would not believe it. Are you one of those who do not believe what God told you would happen? This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. And we're going to continue in episode six. And I think this is episode seven. I mean, excuse me, this is episode five from out of series two. So we're going to just continue to keep it on. And I just want to, I, I, I have so much power going in this one. I want to cut it short. And I want you to get excited because we're going to come right into, but God raised him from the dead. Huh? He raised him from the dead. We're going to deal with that. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. May God bless you and your family forever. Amen.